and welcome to Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. Rate us on iTunes or Spotify and gain three entries into our grand prize draw. I'm not entirely certain about the process of reading on Spotify. Like, I can definitely do it from my phone, but I don't know about, you know, typically because I can't do it from my computer and it's all very confusing. Yeah, I have not actually seen the writing function on Spotify, but, uh, you know. I did just make sure that it existed. So, you know, we do know that it is real. It's just only on some platforms. Maybe it's the beta. Who knows? But, like, you know, if you can't rate us on Spotify, rate us on iTunes. There we go. You know, mandatory disclaimer that there is no draw. But there's definitely a rating system. Yeah, we do want you to do the rating even if there is no draw. Please do it out of intrinsic goodness. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Well, leave him a hang in there. Okay. Hi everyone, my name's Eunice. I am the author of Fantasia and Eternosaurus. Just put out the first chapter of Fantasia in the last four months or something. (laughs) Um, So very proud of myself. You know, at least it's getting written, you know? Uh, I'm Athio, author of Rune and Metagame, and uh, currently in the section of Metagame where I realize that I need to design more characters to exist in the world i can't get by with just seven that sounds excessive (laughs) is it excessive (laughs) wait how many people do i have in my main party one remember to remember to include the uh pets here oh you can't why they got well they have personalities they interact with things they have their own ability sets Okay, but like all the pets of the same. The glooms get to count as one. (laughs) (laughs) Everything else is one each. In that case, but the great thing about having characters uh, who are pets is that like if you kind of like don't mention them for like four or five or in one pet's case, thirty chapters, and then randomly bring them back, people are like, "That's fine. Like they were there the whole time." I think that's Nobody just D&D party convenience more than that. Uh, <laughs> you know, I may have, like, literally forgotten a certain jellyfish until one of my readers commented, Yo, what happened to Squishy? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. That's the um, sort of thing that if you were a more organized writer would uh, require slight rewrites to a bunch of earlier chapters, but no. <laughs> the, the problem is... Like, I'm really bad at editing in terms of, like, inserting stuff that wasn't there without affecting, like, the flow of the writing. Like, if I just put an extra sentence there, it just works less well. I mean, I find it very easy to do, but maybe I just have more practice at it. Actually, Uh. maybe is the wrong word. I have more practice at it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if people other than me would notice the clunkiness but uh it may not even be clunkiness it may just be your innate resistance to change no no no. it's like when i when i rewrite i never like rewrite by editing the text i have i do it by like 
completely writing a new document. I mean, that's that. what a rewrite is, but, you know, you should be able to do editing as well. Eh, I'm pretty bad at editing. Well, I mean, I guess... Can I say I'm pretty bad at editing if I edit other people's work for them? But I don't edit my own work. <laughs> I mean, given what I've seen of you editing other people's work, you make good edits, but you're not good at editing. Does that make sense? <laughs> I mean, let's say yes. <laughs> Just so that we can move on. I've got it. Okay. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't make a great editor because it's like if the writing's not very good, I get bored. And then it's like, wait. No, 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 I'm supposed to be editing. Even if the writing is good, based on what I've heard, you get bored. Huh? If the writing is good and just not a thing you care about, you also get bored. Oh, well, I mean, if it's not... Yeah, when I say good, I mean just something I'm interested in reading. That is an entirely different (laughs) bar. I I have edited one story from start to finish. uh, And uh, that was fun. But... uh, I think it was mainly because the person I did it for was like excessively thankful that like it almost became a little bit guilty if I didn't do a good job. <laughs> I okay. see. The way to get Eunice to do things is to guilt her into it. Got it. Oh yeah. Guilt is the primary motivator for my success in life. Like other other than fear of failure. Guilt and fear of failure. Those two things. Uh, to any of our uh, listeners, I don't recommend going about <laughs> things that way. Either way, <laughs> what's the idea that you're bringing in this week? Now that we're six minutes in. Well, if, you, if you're really here for the story and not the banter, I guess we'll move on. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> It's not about that. It's um, that I don't want to try and do a story in the last 15 minutes of the podcast, okay? Okay. But um, this is not a well-formed idea. But I want to do a magic system where magic has to be exercised, like muscles and cardiovascular fitness. So if you don't use it, you lose it. And also you can get magically fat. And also you feel tired when you use magic. And you wouldn't be able to... I mean, you wouldn't be able to completely lose it either. No, unless you die of a magic attack, which is like a heart attack. In your magic organ. <laughs> I, I feel like even then you wouldn't be able to completely lose it without being dead. Like, you know. Yeah. Because the way that you just brought it up, it would be like someone removing all the muscles from your body. I mean, theoretically possible, you're already dead by the time it happens. Well, I mean, it's like there are people who are alive but are too weak to move, right? So it's like, not sure, you got a magic. lot of them and usually not for long. Uh, I think once you get to that point, you just don't come back from that. Yeah, like I said, not a lot of them, and usually not very long. Oh, you mean long as in then then they die. Yes. I thought you, I thought you meant they're gonna recover. No. Which they don't. <laughs> well, the point is, I guess you could have... You could get pretty close to that point and then recover. You could have, You could technically still have magic, but be so weak you can't even activate a spell. Well, you can't uh, even activate a standard spell. There's almost assuredly, like, weight training spells. And then, you know, there's people who exercise their magic in different ways. Some people go for endurance. Some people go to lift heavy. 
you could probably tell I've been watching way too many fitness YouTube videos, but <laughs> there are almost certainly like a lot of obnoxiously over expensive spells. Like this spell will move your pen from one side of the desk to the other and give you a full workout in the way. <laughs> and then you know you can like if you if you practice one specific spell over and over again, you'll get really good at it. So it's like it's very much. You know, it's like fitness. You can like get good at one thing, or you could be a general athlete, or do endurance. Or intentional like just... inefficiency is built into the process in the process in the working out, though. Yeah, or you can lift big to get big muscles. I don't know what big muscles look like magically. They probably don't look like anything. I would think. But you know what I mean, like working out for the aesthetic. I mean, you could uh, lean into it. Uh, a little bit and decide that um, just having like a lot of and powerful magic like somehow affects the way you look and makes you look better but you know that might be going a little too far or maybe people can just see your magic aura and you can work out to make it bigger (laughs) and sparklier (laughs) yeah but like you know I figured there would be good ways to work out to make you attractive and bad ways to work out to make you attractive as as we have in uh, real life where you can work out and have a lot of muscle and then just also be kind of funky looking that's true I guess you know gotta work on symmetry and proportions and such very complicated uh, nonsense (laughs) um yeah and uh you know, like, working out is hard work. Using magic is hard work. So, not everybody does it. I would imagine that, like, most people would do it to some degree, but, like, actively working out, maybe not. Yeah, just the same way people walk around in real life. I mean, I guess that's exercise. <laughs> <laughs> I was more talking about, like, how someone might, you know, as part of their job, for example lift um a weight it's not like lifting weights they're not going out to exercise but just part of the thing they do well yeah it's just like hey it's convenient to teleport to my office so that's what i do yeah i think uh yeah like there's obviously going to be people who use the magic in their jobs i was more talking about day-to-day like the non-job stuff yeah and, and like you know like yeah, just it's the equivalent of like walking around, climbing stairs, moving groceries, you know, like there's yeah, nobody like unless you're crazy, nobody just goes around actively not using magic at all. That would be pretty weird. It would be like, you know, if you if you were a weird a weird religious cult that uh does not use yeah. magic at all. That would be like a cult that doesn't believe in, like, using your legs. Yes. Okay, I mean, I suppose that that exists. <laughs> I wasn't saying that it was, like, a reasonable thing. I was just saying that, like, you know, just somewhere in the world, there's a cult that decided that legs overrated. Um, is that going to be also, what our story's about? No. Probably not. Mostly because I don't think you want to write about cults. Yeah, I mean, you know, they kind of creep me out because um, they're creepy 
Yeah. I don't think I need to explain why cults are creepy. <laughs> I mean, you could get into it, but uh, functionally, there's a lot of reasons. So... Because brainwashing! <laughs> Among other things. And also creepy sexual practices. And also, like, weird, other weird shit. And, yeah. Okay, let's move on. I think everybody knows why cults are creepy. <laughs> okay, okay. So do we want to, like, ultimately, that's the kind of uh, magic, at least, that leads to a fairly stable society? Um, maybe one with a little bit more mobility than uh, people would expect, but it's fairly stable in the fact that nobody's going to just show up one day and be able to blow up the uh, capital. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just like, I, I would say the amount you can get done with magic is like, what, someone's max lift, I think the highest ever is, what, a thousand kilograms, which is like a crap ton, but not enough to break a, break a city or explode it. I guess it depends on how we're measuring it, right? Because like a teleport, at least a teleport that can't tell a frag, that is teleport a thing into another thing. Uh, in a way that causes them to have issues of existing in the same place at the same time. Um, if you can't do that, then, like, should that be something that's highly costed? I would say no. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't think the magic should be costed in terms of what physics calculates the energy cost would be in joules or whatever. It should be more about... How much you're breaking the laws of physics? Uh, it's like, you know, teleportation cost, I would say, is dependent on distance teleported. Maybe make it, like, the equivalent of, like, sprinting there. So, but you can do it instantly in terms of how tired you feel. So, like, most people could probably teleport, like... If they're untrained, probably only like a couple hundred meters. Uh, but uh, if you're really good at magic, you can go like marathon distance. And you can also train yourself to uh, spend less energy all at once and spread it out over time, essentially. Yeah. But like, you know, like elite marathon runners are running at speeds that for most people that is their top speed. Over, like, even one kilometer. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, so, yeah. I don't know. We, you, can, you can adjust the difficulty level of working out your magic as, as you see fit. The other half of that, I suppose, would be uh, because the magic and the typical muscles are of different categories, does that mean that the most effective athletes are the people who use magic to augment their physicality? Like, all the time, essentially. So, like, can you increase your maximum deadlift by adding magic to it? I mean, I guess you can increase the amount that you move if you really sink your magic and your body. But if you're trying to work out your magic, just the same way when you're trying to work out muscles, you actually want inefficiency when you're practicing to stimulate the most growth, and then when you're actually doing it, you put it together. 
Well, I mean, you can get to a point where neither magic nor muscle would be enough on their own. Or, like, I think it would probably be the most efficient to, like, do one thing with your body and then do a complementary but not the same thing with the magic. So you're getting two things done. Use that multiplicative power. So decrease the weight of the bar while you're lifting it. Or, like, I don't know, decrease friction or, you know, like... Decreasing friction on a thing that you're lifting is not going to (laughs) be... No, no, like, let's say you're, like, throwing something as far as you can. It might be you cast magic to decrease friction of what you're throwing or air resistance or something like that, and then you throw it. I would probably just try and decrease (laughs) gravity's uh, effect on it. Air resistance resistance is a problem, but it's not, like, a big problem. It's definitely a... It goes up with the square of your velocity, so... The farther you're throwing, the harder your initial kinetic energy, the more of a problem it becomes. Yeah, but on the scales of, like, Earth... (laughs) Um, it's just gonna be less of a problem than gravity at, like, every point. No, no, but, like, you can't... I don't think you can... Once it's a certain distance away from you, like, you'll stop being able to affect it. So... Air resistance is not what you would hit in that first few seconds, then. You would just add height or add upward velocity. The point is... (laughs) Let's not argue about the the physics of throwing a ball <laughs> the most optimally with magic. <laughs> you know, it's 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 the curse of knowing slightly too much physics. You know, email us if you have a strong opinion on how you would magically throw a ball really far. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, no, I I think that magic can do things that you can't do with. You know, it it, it does more than just manipulate kinetic energy oh obviously yeah you know maybe it can i don't know what do what do people do with magic just do regular people things it's like electric (laughs) they maintain cars (laughs) maintain cars they do surgery they uh calculate your taxes The magic of calculating your taxes it's just a government spell that's passed around I mean, if magic can replace computers, that'd be pretty neat. <laughs> I, it would be it would be kind of weird to be like handed a computer, except that it's not like a computer in the traditional sense. It's just a page that has a spell written on it with an input on one side and an output that you'll get. Yeah, and it's it'll be like there are some people whose magic is good enough that you know they can calculate weather. Whereas some people, their magic too weak. They gotta, they, you know, they're limited to, like, what a scientific calculator can do. I think that at a certain point, almost everybody would train up to the level of being able to use it like a computer for a short period of time. Yeah, just, but not a supercomputer. <laughs> so, like, everybody has a phone in their pocket today. It's, more, it's like you have, a, you have a cell phone level of magic just around. Yeah, a phone spell. And, yeah, I would say that would probably be, like, the most complex spell that the average person has at minimum. Yeah, or at least the most complex spell they can cast off the top of their head. 
Yeah. No, I mean, in terms of, like, the minimum level of fitness, magical fitness people keep, Uh. it's like, once my cell phone spell doesn't work anymore, then I'm just cut off from the world, so gotta keep keep using it i mean technically the cell phone spell is <laughs> complex enough i would think that like most people have just a baseline of physical not physical of like magical strength yeah i mean maybe like calculating spells they don't take a lot of power but they take well they don't have any physical effect on reality so they probably don't yeah but they take a lot of finesse so it's, I would say it's the difference between endurance versus fine motor skills. So most people have a pretty good finesse when it comes to magic, but not necessarily that much power. That's fair. Output. This is a lot of equivalencies that we're doing right here, but, uh, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of an interesting world where it's like, yeah, let me call them, and then you just put your finger to your ear. Like... <laughs> Only only uh, newbies use physical gestures. No, no, no. It's a polite <laughs> thing to do in public, right? Is that you're marking that you're on a call with somebody. Oh. Why don't you enact a privacy code? Uh, probably because that's more power usage. And wow. you don't actually care. Such weaklings. Can't even cast two spells at the same time. It's not about the being weak. It's about the why would you bother if you don't need to. So, you know, occasionally someone's going to cast a privacy cone and just, like, have a, a, an area around them where there's no sound. But a lot of the time, people are just going to be, like, talking to somebody, and it's like, I don't care if somebody overhears me, so go ahead. I mean, I'm just imagining a full-grown adult sticking their hand to their ear like they're playing telephone like a four-year-old, and it's just so hilarious. <laughs> I mean, it's not like a... like the... Some of the mouth, the pinky no, of the mouth No, 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 it is. It is. We'll just make that, that for some reason, society has decided that is the That symbol. doesn't make any sense, though. <laughs> like, if the hand is on the ear, that actually does make sense, you know? No, 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 no. Maybe they actually put, maybe it's two spells, right? The thumb <laughs> actually is what's producing the sound, and the pinky is re- receiving the sound to transmit. I see, I see. <laughs> Full-grown adults walking around on the phone, <laughs> but it's the hand phone. That's so funny. Okay, that's canon. That's okay. Whoever's writing this, you gotta put that in. I see. <laughs> but like, see. start start the story with a phone call and not explaining the the magic system, so people will be like, "What is happening?" <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then you might include something like uh, if it's a first-person narrator, they say something like, I bit my pinky, and then, you know, somebody on the other end complains about the sound. (laughs) And at first that's very confusing, and then later you figure it out and you're like, oh, yeah, I could see how that would be a problem. (laughs) (laughs) Don't bite your microphone, people. It doesn't sound good. (laughs) It doesn't sound good. Oh, yeah. Um... Yeah, so I guess most people, they would use their magic for transportation and communication. Probably not transportation if the prices are like what you uh, said they were. Uh, Oh, yeah. I mean, I'd say like if uh, people, like for instance, if your job is to deliver packages, you'd uh, get pretty good at it. I, I don't think you'd transport yourself. I think you'd probably just be like, ah, oh, this box is now over there. 
Maybe there are people who are taxis, and you call them, and they teleport you. So people who have worked out their magic an enormous amount? Yeah. And if you look at their auras, it's like, whoa. I mean, the problem is that that's like hyper-specialist stuff with like years of training. You're essentially hiring like highly trained athletes to be a taxi service. Yeah. I mean, it would be available, just not like a thing that most people would do. I mean, I don't like. I I don't think you need. Also, I feel like they'd be an emergency response, or at least better paid there. You know, I think you don't need to be at like an elite marathoner level of endurance to do this as your job. Like most people are only going to teleport like, yourself and somebody else. No, you don't need to teleport yourself. You can stay. <laughs> Okay, but teleport yourself and then teleport somebody else. Yes. And then over and over again. Yeah. But uh, it's the equivalent of, like, running all over the city, right? That's that's pretty heavy, especially if you do it in 20 minutes at the start of your day. Like, I would say, like, it's not like they go directly from job to job. They probably do it, like, once an hour and make a decent wage. Yeah, <laughs> sure. But then, like... There's not enough of them to keep up with demand for it to, like, replace transport or anything. So, like, I would say it's really for, like, sh- okay, so super short distances. If it's, like, I'm just trying to get to the store across the street and it's raining, so I don't want to walk. Let's and not go outside. Yeah, so people will do that on their own. And then if you, like, need to go... Maybe it's not equivalent to running, maybe it's equivalent to walking. If you need to go, like, medium distances, I would say it's probably easier to just carry some kind of, like, skateboard or scooter and then use magic to push that. Um, Literal, like, just flying carpet your way over? Yeah, or people are just their own car engines. (laughs) <laughs> Cars aren't like, you know, vehicles in the traditional sense. They're like wheels with seats on them. <laughs> yeah. They're usually enclosed, but there's no need for an engine or anything. So they're very different from a modern conception of a car. And then if, you, if you're in a big rush, th- that's when you would get a human taxi. Or like if you're really extra, like I'm so rich that I just teleport everywhere. <laughs> you know. It's like having your own helicopter, having your own personal teleporter. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like those people way back when, like, cell phones were first invented and they were the size of the suitcase and they just hired someone to carry a cell phone around for them all day long. Uh, that was yeah. actually pretty uncommon for the hiring. For the hiring? They would carry it around and, like, put it places. It was fairly uncommon for them to hire somebody to carry the phone for them. Yeah. It'd be really extra. (laughs) Which is what I'm saying. Like, if you have your own personal teleporter, that's really extra. It's kind of seen as, like, conspicuous uh, wealth. Yeah. Yeah, that's, like, just showing off. It's unnecessary. It's very unnecessary. But, you know, people like to do unnecessary things. They do. Because a lot of people like to show that they're rich. Uh, we have a world. Uh-huh. We don't have any characters or, or plot, exactly. 
I mean, obviously, we're gonna have someone who's striving against the epidemic of magical obesity overtaking the world. <laughs> uh huh. Oh man. Maybe like uh, electricity has come in, and like people are like, you know what? I don't want to propel myself around anymore. I want an electric motor to do it. <laughs> This is so dumb. <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't know what magical ob like. You, there has to be some kind of societal change that's causing people to use magic. Obesity is a really complex issue that does not just have to do with people getting lazy. I know it's about societal impacts. No, no, it's not people who are lazy. It's like humans are evolve to be lazy as lazy as possible that's animals not just humans yes uh, so it's not it's not that like individuals who are out of shape are lazy it's we as a species had evolutionary pressures where if we didn't move when we didn't need to move we starved to death less that's every species in the history of ever that you've just described and that, yeah, but we're the only ones who are like, okay, well then let's just make it so we don't need to move. And then stop moving. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> obesity I mean, is a problem the... of being too successful. It's suffering from success, yeah. the evolutionary problem. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, like we're involved to find scarce things like really sweet foods delicious. So then we're like, you know what, let's just make everything sweet. This whole this whole <laughs> scarcity thing, uh, it's nonsense. And then and then it was like, oh crap, the evolutionary pressures are reversed. <laughs> They're not fully reversed. They're not fully, I mean, yeah, but uh, they're pretty reversed. Now people who like, just like moving for no reason, achieve more health. <laughs> Achieve That's health. That's definitely the way that uh, we talk about it. Yes, health outcomes and measures. I mean, that's and, the uh, that's the very official way to talk about it. And uh, you know, people who like aren't huge fans of sugar. You know, suddenly they're healthier. What is that? In other times, they would just starve to death. I mean, probably not because sweet things, you know, were not super common. So they'd be unlikely to starve to death. Or like, I don't know, like people who like, don't even like salty things, you know? They would have had issues. Yeah. Back when salt was scarce. So, uh, there has to be some kind of societal, we did too, too much. Societal to... reckoning of we got too good and now we must pay the price. Yeah. But I don't really know what, what that is. Maybe... Or maybe they invented artificial magic that comes from magic machines. <laughs> that actually sounds uh, like a better parallel. And, and now everyone's like, well, I gotta use my own magic. That makes me tired. I could just press the button on the magic machine. It's like, yes. Will you always have the magic machine with you? And I mean, the kids are like, absolutely I will because it's very small and it's getting smaller every year. <laughs> yeah. And all the parents are very confused about that. 
Yeah, maybe some people start carrying actual cell phones instead of their cell phone spell. I mean, it's a it's a cell phone spell in the shape of a, a machine. In the shape of a cell phone, yeah. Maybe not even <laughs> in the shape of a cell phone. Maybe it's like a wristband. <laughs> or maybe in the shape of a hand. They still have to do the hand gesture and everything, but the spell is cast from something that isn't them. <laughs> no, no, maybe the machine is shaped like a hand that's shaped like a telephone. <laughs> Okay, that would be very funny. A cell phone, a cell phone that's just shaped like a human hand because they couldn't, because they didn't want to adapt the spell to a different shape. <laughs> well, it's just so that everyone, it would just be very clear. Well, it's been building a very complex spell up for like probably a thousand years at this point. So you know, at this point, no, adapting no, no. the spell is hard. No, they could have adapted it, but in in testing with test markets, like people just couldn't like see what the product was for at first glance, and sales were worse, so they changed it back. You know, <laughs> they made it look like a human hand that you have to like manually control with your human hand inside of the human hand. You're holding you're holding the hand, and then you're putting the fake hands pinky to your ear and the fake hands thumb to your mouth. And, it's the only way I don't around, see man, anything weird about that. Wait. Oh, sh- oh yeah, you're right. No, pinky to mouth. I have not made a fake telephone sign in a very long time. Yeah, most Actually, people yeah. don't do that in their day to day. I'm pretty sure as a kid we just had like an actual toy fake telephone. So I don't know if I've ever done it. <laughs> oh man. And then you know you can go into like the generational things. Like it's like when I was your age. We didn't have any of these newfangled blah blah, and we just used our own whatever the organ for making your magic is. <laughs> yeah, although I guess there would be sort of a funny um, additional parallel you could do where like the kids actually understand how to interface with the new technology, so the obesity is not actually as bad for kids as people think that it is. What do you mean? Well, because a, like, a lot of kids in their interfacing with new technology, with, well, technology that is no longer new, um, essentially have different ways of interacting with it. So, like, kids who are in charge of their own lives, uh, turns out not as big of a problem with this stuff as people expected. It's very funny, actually. Are we talking about obesity? Obesity, yeah. It, it actually, like, in a lot of ways while it's going up in certain communities, is going down in others, especially ones that have high knowledge of it and ability to do anything about it. Like, I don't include people who are obese for um, what are essentially monetary reasons, because that's just not fair. So once you exclude that, I mean, obesity is not really, like, an actual problem as far as, like... Well, it is, a, it is obviously a problem, but it's not, like, something that's massively going up over time, either. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, disturbingly high already. Yeah, it is, because of nutrition and the fact that it's a nutritional issue. I mean, statistically, it's not just, like, yeah. people deciding to be obese. Yeah. And the nutritional I mean, issue is a money issue because of governmental factors and let's just not go into the massive (laughs) yeah i mean it's i mean i guess you can say like once you take out the societal 
one of the major societal factors that drives the obesity epidemic. It's not a big deal. Uh, I don't that, include that the true. societal factors that, like, when I'm working on how do you solve a problem, I don't include the societal factors uh, that are, like, obviously the issue because, like, we should solve that, but people don't want to. <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, if we solve this one issue, it's not actually a problem, and then... Uh, yeah, we just gotta solve poverty? <laughs> it's not just poverty, essentially, that's yeah, the issue. Yeah, but, uh, it is one of the things you just... Yes. You, yeah, if you solve that... Look! Honestly. Look, 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 look. <laughs> so many problems in the world get solved if you solve poverty, right? You wipe yeah. out, like, 90, 95% of crime, you completely destroy, like, poverty, you take a ton of load off of mental health services, you take a ton of load off of, like, everywhere. Like, just solve poverty. It's very simple. Yeah, yeah. Um, we did, we did do an episode where the character yeah, decided did. to solve poverty. <laughs> Wait, which episode was that? <laughs> and uh, I think it was a pretty early one. It was the one about the one where you started with uh, defensive or reactive cursing. Yeah, the thing with the karma. Okay, well, I can't, I can't find it on a quick skim of my episode summaries. But, uh, you know, if you're interested in the ludicrousness of one person deciding, deciding to solve po poverty, look through our old episodes. Honestly, I'd love to do that, but on a personal scale, I don't have enough money. <laughs> yeah, or, you know ruthless willingness to do whatever it takes to get what you want like our main character from that story i mean <laughs> i mostly just don't have the power in starting capital i mean i don't know are you down with like the the type of uh you know the suspicious deaths that uh our main character there did to get stuff done. I'm gonna plead the fifth on that one. Uh, I don't have to incriminate myself. Okay. Uh, amendments. You guys and your amendments. Yeah, I mean, it shouldn't have been an amendment, and the fifth actually wasn't really an amendment. It's called an amendment, but, like, it was required to get the original constitution passed. It's very silly. Why didn't they just put it in the, the constitution version 2 and then sign that and then not have amendments? Because the United States need is, is kind of bad. Also, um, they wanted to set precedent for... This is a living document that you should change if it's not serving the people. And guess what they stopped doing at some point? Yeah. Anyway. You know, the U.S. Uh, okay. So, uh, yeah, there's some newfangled machines. And every day they're getting more complex and able to do more things. And then people are like, well, I gotta use my own magic. I'm gonna be honest, if I could just do cell phone things, I don't think I'd ever carry a cell phone. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Even if it made it easier. <laughs> it's like, why would I ever spend money on a device to do something that I could do on my own? Yeah. You know, my inner cheapness would, would not... I'd be like, no, 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 no. 
Like the only reason I have any devices is like they I can't I can't I can't do the things they do for me. Yeah, exactly. I have a cell phone because I cannot connect to the cell towers and access the internet. <laughs> From like, if I could sprint to work in the same time that my car could drive me to work, you bet I would sprint. <laughs> like, I don't know if I'd do that entirely because, like, I'd get sweaty. <laughs> yeah, but but I don't I don't think you even get sweaty with it with magical teleportation. You just get tired. Fair enough. So, so you should you should teleport. I would teleport everywhere. I would do short teleports for my, for my, actually, if I had magic like this, I would get, like, physically fat, because I would just teleport everywhere. <laughs> Truly, the problem of the generation. <laughs> like, everyone else is, like, climbing the stairs, and I'm like, nah, it's one flight, teleport. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole flight of stairs. I'd rather not walk it. I'll just be up there oh. instead. Oh man, they could have houses where there's no staircase. Oh, that would be You're cool. Just <laughs> You're just expected to pop up and down. I mean, you could have so much fun designing a society where you just sort of expect people to be able to teleport short distances. Yeah. Because that so fundamentally changes the way that we interact with things. Yeah. You could also reheat your coffee very easily. There'd be no microwaves. <gasps> now that right there, you made a huge change. Oh man, if I could keep my my hot beverages at the ideal temperature, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so this right here is the world of utility magic. Yes. <laughs> Just like think of every gadget you've ever bought because it was cool, and be like, no, no, I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you would have to, like, look up the spell. You'd have to learn the spell and, and not forget the spell. Because you can forget the spell if you don't practice. Well, I would think that the usual process for this is that you, like, access a central archive by using, you know, some of the cell phone magic that everybody's taught. You ask for the spell, you get the spell sent to your brain, you copy it onto a piece of paper or something. Why do you have to write it? No, no, no. I, well, I'm, I wouldn't imagine, like, a world where you have to, like, draw glyphs or anything. Well, you don't have to active, you don't have to actively draw glyphs to, like, use it, but you might have to, like, imagine certain things for the spell to work. Yeah. It's like a, it's a visualization thing. And, like, uh, if, like, I think some people are, would be better than others at, like, understanding the building blocks of the spells. Yeah. So, like, so a lot of uh, people... It's kind of like if you're, like, naturally athletic and, like, you can pick up a new sport really easily. Like, some people just understand how their bodies work, unlike me. Um, <laughs> and so, like, some people can, like, draft spells, like, pretty easily or, like, modify ones they already know. And some people have to, like, look it up, learn it, memorize it, and then... Even, like, a small variation, gotta learn that separately. Some people are really jealous of the people who can, like, look at a spell and then modify it on the fly. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, athletic people. You confuse me, but uh, I'm glad you exist. <laughs> I genuinely don't oh, understand why that's confusing, but, you know, it's fine. I don't understand having a good mind-body connection, okay? 
the trick is knowing exactly where your body is. Uh, it's not a trick I'm good at all the time. Um, you know, I'm uh, not great, not great with the with the whole dexterity thing. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Um, still no characters and no plot. <laughs> hey, I we're crusading against magical obesity. <laughs> We're crusading against the uh, so the separation of society into people who are good at magic and people who just copy the glyphs. <laughs> Starting a new education system. And as everybody knows, if you wanna if you wanna impact people's lives, you gotta get them young. You gotta hit them while they're still young and impressionable and haven't formed bad habits. So let's start an after-school program. Or during school program, so, or some kind of program so with children. This our our main character is a daycare worker. No, 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 no. They uh, got some kind of grant to run a. They're they they have some sort of educational qualification. So they teach like an extra school session. No, no, no. it's it's more like after school club fun magic club i see it's like if you no longer have to do it's like a soccer club but like more practical <laughs> yeah like if you no longer have to exercise your magic for work slash life you gotta make it fun you know build good habits um so it just consists of teaching everyone neat tricks that are fun and cool i see i see and uh, games and sports, magic sports. You know, this really sounds like a fun slice of life thing where you're just teaching kids how to... Yeah, and uh, you know, have some... How to do, like, basic utility magic. Have some cute, uh, cute children. Man, sports would be weird in this world. Imagine soccer where you could teleport a ball that you kick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's a thing you could do. It's a. Uh, I both hate and love every part of this. <laughs> you know, have some cute children characters. Mm. Have one orphan, because, you know, that's my orphan quota. <laughs> <laughs> I have a bunch of, like, teenagers who are a combination of lazy and pretending not to be interested, but actually interested. <laughs> you know, have that, like, one character who, like, uh, made a deal that, like, they wouldn't have to go to get in trouble for something they did if they go to the program and so they're just like oh i don't care but you know slowly the main character gets them <laughs> i see i see you know Side. the usual classic tropes a neat of slice of care. life child care <laughs> with utility magic you know uh fine with okay allegory allegory okay for obesity um <laughs> I cordially detested in all its forms. Um. <laughs> societal influences on, on these children. And uh, maybe there's, a, there's some corporations who are in, more interested in selling their devices than the health of their community. You, I mean, you don't need to... Um, <laughs> you don't need to say that. You said corporations. Yeah. I understand. Um, you know, 
the evils of capitalism <laughs> encroach on this uh, idyllic town. And by idyllic, we don't really mean idyllic, we mean something else. Okay, remember, you gotta be subtle, but like not subtle. So like, you know, kind of in your face, but like, don't, don't ever say it. <laughs> cities would be, yeah. Man, cities would be so fundamentally different. Because, like, well, yeah. if you had two high-rises with a, with a split in between, it would probably only cost you as much energy as it would to, like, walk the distance normally to go just, like, straight across air and teleport into the other building. Yeah, but, like, obviously, you have to go to the designated teleport area and not anywhere. I think that it would be kind of the opposite, actually, where there are some areas that are, like, designated no teleport. Yeah. And maybe if you try to teleport there, it just doesn't work and you get, like, a shouted red warning in your head and you're like, hmm, right. Or, like, I don't know, maybe you have to send, like, a a spell beforehand to mark your spot and then it warns everyone else not to teleport there during the duration of your teleport and then that spell ends once you get there and and leave the spot. It's probably (laughs) a safety measure that's built into the standard teleport spell. You know, there were a couple accidents at the beginning that were really gross. And, Nobody uh, remembers them anymore. They were way too long ago. <laughs> yeah, except the historians um, and the people who are uh, still actively developing teleport magic. They gotta know that. It's kind of like the got- people who uh, know the horrors of early industrialization at this point. Like, people are aware of it, but it's not really a thing you think about. Uh, and maybe, like, they, you know... They all, uh, during their training, like, are specifically made to teleport, like, two objects into each other. Just to be like, yeah, and this happened to two humans once. <laughs> I don't think that I'd teach people that spell. Like, the, I don't think I'd teach anyone the version of that spell that allows you to do that. I don't think it is a special version of the spell. I think that's just what happens if... You time two teleports. Well, no. What I'm saying is, like, I think that protocols. the I think that the teleport that people are used to using has safety measures to prevent that, right? And that they don't teach people the version of the spell that doesn't have the safety measures. I don't think you can avoid that. I think it's more. It's like when when you choose not to wear your seatbelt, like you can't make it so that people are unable to comprehend that they can just not put it on. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. It's, it's a clear it's a clear portion of the spell. It's like, don't take this portion out, because here's what will happen to you. Yeah, like anybody who has a basic understanding of how spell blocks are put together can see that that module can be left off. Um, so, <laughs> And also it has like 17 different warnings tagged on it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm assuming there are spell engineers, so like they can manage something that basic as leaving part of the spell off. Yeah, <laughs> they they stare at it and they're like, I could leave that part off. And then they start to take it out and like just blaring in their head warnings as they do. And they're like, hmm, maybe there's a reason. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's why they get taught in class. It's like if you, there, there's no, there's no scenario here where ignorance is, is, is the safest option, right? It's like, no, 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 we got to show them what happens because otherwise they're going to, run amok and uh i mean the biggest problem that i have with it right is that now you're teaching all of your children 
here's how to be a gun. Yeah, but... Uh, There's probably also, like, safety measures, right? I mean, every, everyone in this world is a gun. I don't think it takes very much magic to propel a pebble at uh, near sonic speeds. Or Supersonic speeds uh, are usually guns, but, you know, near sonic speeds is also an option. Yeah, because, you know, no sonic boom. I actually had this comment on one of my stories because I don't know how guns work. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of complicated. Depends on. I mean, I know how guns work. I just don't know how fast bullets travel. Depends on the bullet. <laughs> but but it's I very learned complicated. they're they're generally above the speed of sound unless specifically designed to stay under the speed of sound. Yes. How? Yeah. But uh, it's very complicated. We throw tiny things to put holes in people. That's how you kill them. But uh, I then just, like, um, reasoned out that the thing that I was doing was not a bullet, and I could just make it heavier than a bullet, so then keep it under the speed of sound. (laughs) (laughs) Very reasonable. Um, Okay. So, cute story. You know, cute slice of life story where there's the fridge horror of everyone in this society could definitely kill people. Um. I mean, you know, that's true of this society. We all have kitchen knives. Yeah. So anyway, on that note, uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know, just uh, just do that only creepy if you think about it thing where you make it very clear that, you know. Everyone could be a murderer very easily. Yeah, in both the story and in real life. Okay, it's not because we can't kill people that we don't kill people. It's, it's, cause it's because it would people. be impolite. Yeah. <laughs> Manners, very important. It's not actually why. Most of the time people don't want to kill people. Anyway, on that comforting note of you're only safe because people want you to be safe, uh, let's, let's close out the podcast. Okay, well, if you like the story, write it and email us at listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com. If you think we spent 30 minutes dithering about not understanding what we were doing and then you like what's remaining, I mean, it's the same address. Uh, hey, I knew where we were going. You didn't know where we were going. Okay. Anyway, like and rate and subscribe and share, you know, all the things for uh, entries into our grand prize draw. Exactly. Which doesn't have a prize it's the non-grand prize draw we're not doing a draw either um i mean i guess if people really want to we could do a non-prize draw uh where we pick a name and it's like congratulations congratulations you've been mentioned (laughs) congratulations (laughs) you've won our non-grand prize draw you have won Uh, this thing where we draw a name and say it yeah that's a prize, right? Not a grand prize. Very much a very minor prize. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. Hey, if you want to be a guest on our show, did we already say that? I don't think we said that this time. Okay, if you want to be a guest on our show, email us at guests at unwrittenimaginings.com. Yeah. If you have other questions, good luck. <laughs> and, uh... See you next week. See you next week.